Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the podcast where guys it's Valentine's Day week and you know what I never used to understand Valentine's Day and I used to hate it and I used to be like because at school you used to have that thing where you'd get your Valentine's Day and they'd come around and they'd say whether or not you'd got chosen I obviously never got chosen it was so embarrassing and I actually never even wanted to get chosen it wasn't that but all day I would be anxious at the thought of being chosen at the thought of someone coming in and being like, you have a Valentine's Day, nah, nah, nah. like those things, I didn't used to enjoy them. No, thank you. They were a stressful experience. I think Valentine's Day used to be my least favourite day because of that. Because I've actually realised, irony of all ironies considering I have my own podcast, but I don't actually super duper enjoy um, maybe that's a lie. I don't like it when all the attention's on me. Like, I don't actually really enjoy it when I'm, when people are looking at me for a certain reason. Like, I like being in control of it. Does that make sense? Like, oh, someone was to come in with a Valentine's Day card in front of everyone for me and I had to stand up and receive it. Awful. It's like, I used to, like, I broke this, like, oh, how do I say it? I broke this, like, record thing at school that hadn't been broken, like, 50 years because I ran fast enough. And I got an award for it. Oh my God, they announced it in assembly. I went the colour of a tomato. I literally, I could feel it rising. I had to stand, everyone clapped. I wanted to die. Those types of experiences, for most people, very enjoyable. For me, no, 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 no. The, the ball of anxiety in the pit of my stomach when I realised what was going on because he started his speech and I could just slowly, like, I didn't know what he was talking about and slowly but surely he just said things more and more that were relating to me and I was like, oh no, oh no, my name is coming, my name is coming, I'm going to have to stand, very, very awkward. But anyway, I'd like to say I've grown out of that. I haven't grown out of it. I'm still here right now. I would still die a thousand deaths if brought but this is the irony I could definitely do the podcast live and talk to you all like that that's fine it's if and I'm in control of it that's not scary but if someone else is in control of it that is very 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 scary very very strange I can't really explain it but anyway this week what have I been up to well last weekend I feel like I'm just doing nice weekend things at the moment and trying to get my life back in order because after everyone stayed with me I very much felt out of like out of sync. And I feel like last week was a very much like anxious week. And I drank at the weekend. And I think that's also made me realise that drinking makes me anxious, which is by no means a revolutionary fact. Like we all knew this. We all know that alcohol makes you anxious. But I didn't, I haven't really felt it in quite a while. And so I forgot. Oh dear Lord. Monday genuinely thought I was gonna have a panic attack it was awful my heart was beating so fast and it started doing this thing where I'm like anxious as soon as I wake up which is not fun and it's so recognizable that this morning I woke up at 6am for some reason like my dream ended I think I woke myself up from a dream which I've never ever done before and I think it was because I recognized these people in my dreams from real life and then I was like, oh, you're from that TV show. You're from that TV show. Why are you here? And then I just started to clock that this wasn't real. And anyway, when I woke up, I woke up so calm and I was like, this is lovely. This is great. And then I woke up again at eight and I was like, oh, no, 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 this is not lovely. This is not great because I felt all panicky again. And I don't know why. Maybe it's to do with coffee. But anyway, what did I actually do this week? So I've been trying to get back on to my routine, trying to get back into the office on the right days. I'm going to go in on Monday because I actually think that's something that I need to do. I think I think I don't, but I actually do. I'd rather have a day at home on a Wednesday when I'm 
better able at doing that or even a Thursday. But all I have done this week is, oh no, I've actually had a very busy week. On Monday night, we went to go see King Leah. I'll talk more about that in the new things I've done this week because I feel like it's more of a cultural thing. But we went to see King Leah three and a half hours long. Three, for someone with ADHD, that's almost criminal. But I actually really enjoyed it. It was a really, really good play and the ticket was only £5. It was at the Almeida, I don't know how to say it, Almeida, Almeida, L-A-L-M-E-I-D, no, A-L-M-E-I-D-A. I can't actually see words when I say it. I think I'm quite dyslexic because I can't understand when a word looks right or wrong. But apparently when you have ADHD, these crossover things of your brain, like it's also linked to like dyslexia and other things. Anyway, sorry, back to my original point. It was, in that theatre, it was brilliant. It's one of the best King Lear productions I've ever seen. Like, it is the best one I've ever seen. It was incredible. Would definitely recommend. I got a sandwich in the interval. It tidied me through. I was a bit yawning, but that was nothing on them. It was just on it being a three and a half hour play that finished at 10. And then there was a fire at my tube station. So I have to walk from another tube and it was half 11 at night. And I was like, feeling very anxious and very scared, but it worked out okay. I got home. And then on the Tuesday, just to reassure you, I never have social plans in the week. And I've realised why, because it is tiring. On Tuesday, I went out for dinner with my friends from uni and we had like a lovely drink and everything. And that was really, really nice. But I've started to think that maybe my skin flaring up is something to do with me drinking alcohol, which will be a massive shame if it is. But... When I drink, my skin comes up in the eczema thing and I don't know why. Like, I don't know why that is. I don't know what the reaction is, but I know it's not that original. Like, I know other people have it. But the weird thing also is that it only happens in winter. In summer, I drink and it's not there. So I don't know if it's, like, a very specific reaction. It could also be to do with, like, the AC in the office and things like that and it all just linking together. But my skin has started flaring up again, which is, like, actually really painful. Like, eczema's really not not fun it's just really sore when you put anything on it but anyway we went out for drinks on tuesday night and then wednesday was valentine's day which was so lovely i didn't actually do anything romantic me and my housemate we got the m&s deal from valentine's for valentine's day it was great the dine-in for two we got a lovely bottle of red i really enjoyed it i've had a very nice meal and we finished the last episode of the post office documentary series definitely would recommend i'll talk about that and the new things i've done not in the new yeah, that's what I call that section. New things I've done this week. I'll talk about it there, but great, great TV show. And then on Thursday, I was like, you know what? It's time to get back to the gym because we've been letting the gym slide recently and I need to go back to it. I just really don't... I really... My knee's been very sore recently. I've been doing a lot of running and I think I might be maybe running too far or not warming up beforehand. Like at the weekend, I went and did my big run around the Thames and I'm going to do that again this weekend because I've realised it just makes me happy. And you've got to do the things that make you happy, people. You know, you've got to start doing these things. And I'm not always going to be here, so I need to take advantage of it as a run. And so I've been doing that every single weekend, which has been really, really nice. But it's also hurting my body because I do not stretch and it's definitely something you are meant to do and I tell myself every day that I will and I never ever manage to do it but it's okay we move anyway plans for this weekend I've got a busy time of it tomorrow we're going it's my housemate's birthday and so we're all cooking like this massive dinner for her I'm doing the cheese board minimal cooking you see but maximum accomplishment 
So we're going to get some lovely bread. I'm going to get loads of cheeses, like loads of cheeses. I don't know where from. I'm undecided as of yet, but somewhere great. And then on Sunday, I don't have any plans, but I need to it not to be a write-off because I have loads of podcast things to do, which I say loads of podcast things to do. I really don't have that many, but I'm trying to up-level the podcast and this is a one-man mission and it is a bit tricky. And so if you guys have any ideas, then please let me know. But I think merch might be on the way. I need to organise that this weekend anyway. That's my jobs. But otherwise, I'm just going to try and rest because I've got a feeling. I'm feeling a little bit run down, quite tired, just a little bit like I need a break, which is why I guess I go skiing in a month and that will be exactly what I need. Like, I think I just need a bit of time away from work. And so I'm feeling very excited about that. But onto the content part for this week's podcast, which was a wild card of an episode because I wasn't sure what to record it on. And then I thought, you know what? It is Valentine's Day. It's time to do one on relationships in your 20s because it's been about two years or a year since I recorded that episode. And it's the most listened to one yet. And so it's definitely time, time to go back to my podcasting roots and revisit a topic that I love to talk about. So on this week's podcast episode, we are talking about relationships in your 20s because they definitely get a lot of screen time like they are one of the biggest things that I think people talk about because relationships are so defining and they mean so much to you because it's you deciding that you want to spend an intense amount of time with someone that you deciding that you want to love someone and I think deciding that you want to love someone is such a beautiful thing because like it's so random to think we're just little humans little people and we just think you know what I think you're pretty great I want to spend an ultra amount of time with you And that's what we think of. And so, of course, relationships are something that we all consider. But I think in your 20s, they hold a different type of meaning because in your 20s, it's a time where you're so free and you have such little responsibility normally and you're trying out all these new things that to anchor yourself to something can almost feel kind of overwhelming. And I think that's why so many people in your 20s, which is kind of the first thing I wanted to talk about, kind of not shame people for being in a relationship but I think it's definitely the narrative that you should be single and I fully get this because I think the danger of being in a relationship in your 20s is that you become very reliant on someone else that you don't actually find out who you are on your own you don't learn to stand on your own two feet you don't learn to kind of conquer challenges on your own so when you're faced with something that relationship doesn't work out then you are hit so much harder because you've never had to go through it before but I think this is the thing about why I am such an advocate for long distance relationships in your teenage years, not in your teenage years, in your early 20s. Because I think allowing yourself to be in that relationship doesn't have to stop you finding yourself and stop you finding your independence. But I think you have to be able to make those decisions that are going to make you happy and you have to live your life as if you would, as if it was kind of going on that path. And I think this specifically applies to like university and jobs. You have to pick stuff that are going to make you happy And this is the tricky thing. I think people get annoyed if I said that because for the people who have stayed where their partner is in doing what their relationship is doing. But the thing is, if that makes you happy, then you're doing what I say. Therefore, do you know what I mean? They cancel out. All I'm saying is you have to make sure you're doing the thing that makes you happy and that there isn't a decision that makes you happier. When I decided to do a master's in London, I could have picked Manchester, but I decided not to. Because I knew for me, living in London had always been the biggest goal. It had been the biggest thing I had ever wanted. And when I chose my office location, again, I didn't pick Manchester. I picked London because I wasn't yet ready to leave. 
And I knew that I would resent him if I'd have moved because I think this is the thing. When you make decisions based on other people, you end up resenting them because they didn't allow you to make that move. And sometimes it's valid and there's reasons, but I'm so young that I didn't feel like it was a valid time to do it. It didn't feel like it made sense. None of it felt like it made sense to do it right there and then. And this, the thing is, your your point of view on these things will change as you get older, as things change, as situations change. But whilst you're so young and you're finding other things that would make you happier, that's what you keep having to prioritise. And I think that's the most important thing about being in a relationship in your 20s is realising that you need to prioritise the things that make you happy. You need to make sure that you're not giving everything for this one relationship because it might not work out. So you need to make sure you have other sources of happiness and that you are doing the things you would do anyway. And sometimes it's something like if you're thinking about moving anyway and that already is a decision that you want to do and it just so happens that they're in the same place and that is like, do you know what I mean? You're thinking of doing it anyway. I think it's when you make decisions that go against everything that you've ever wanted to do, that's when things start getting tricky. Because like I said, this is a period of time where you really get to be very selfish and it might not happen again. You might have people relying on you sooner than you realise, which means you're going to have to make decisions where other people are impacted, but right now they're not, most likely. I know that's not the case for everyone, but most likely they're not. And so that's why I really think it is important that you prioritise what you want to do. And again, that's being with them. That's fine. You're still prioritising what you want to do. But that's the thing that's really important in not making decisions just to make other people happy and just to save a relationship because you think that's what it needs. Because the thing is, if you make a decision to save something, you will never properly save it because you're just going to resent someone for it. And the thing is, you have to remember you are so young. You are so, so young. There are so many other people for you to meet. You've only been an adult for like three years, okay? And I think there's definitely this pressure that your relationship has to be the one. You have to have found your person. But you have so much time to do that. Finding the right person is a situation which puts so much pressure on you and on it. And I think sometimes just it's just important to just have fun and see what happens. Because I think that's why, in a way, I think I ended up not getting really intimidated starting my new relationship. Because in my head, it was not anything serious. Like, genuinely... In my head, we were breaking up at the end of summer because I was just like, I'm going back to uni. I'm in third year. No. And now here we are nearly four years later and it hasn't happened. And I think part of the thing that has been so beneficial in all of this is that I've never really extrapolated too much. Because I think if you extrapolate, like I think if at the beginning I'd have realised I'd have been long distance for four years, I would have ended it because that's such a commitment and you're like, that is going to be hard But the thing is about your 20s, you have to realise you have so little control about what's going to happen. You don't know what's going to come. And that's okay. It's okay not to know. It's good not to know. It's good to have just a little moment of just thinking what could be. Because if you know what's coming and if you control all the outcomes, you lose all that space for spontaneity and different life decisions and different paths that you can go on. And so that's also what I think is really important. Not only making sure that you stay true to yourself and do the things that you really want to do, but also realising that this is a time for fun. This is fun right now. It's meant to be fun. You don't have to have it all figured out. You don't have to know when you guys are going to work out. You don't have to know if you're going to get married and if you're going to have a family and if you're going to have children. You don't have to know all of these things. You can just enjoy it and that can be a worthwhile reason to have the relationship. And I think that can be the thing 
that can be most overwhelming and most confusing and most kind of like makes you want to end it before anything has even begun. Because the thought of committing yourself to someone for the next 80 years is terrifying. But I think what people realise is, don't realise, who are scared of commitment, is that everyone is intimidated by that thought process. Like, 80 years agreeing to something is like, how do you know? But the thing is, you don't need to think that far ahead. You don't need to think about how it's all going to work out. You don't need to have a plan because you are so young. And I think this is the thing that underpins all relationships in your 20s is that you are figuring yourself out and your wants and needs as a person are going to grow and going to change. And so unless you grow and change with that person, that relationship might not be the be all and end all of everything. You might break up. You might not break up. But you need to give yourself space in that relationship to grow. Otherwise, in my opinion, you probably will. Because I think if you try and tie yourself to the versions of each other when you first met, your 20s is such a period of evolution that that's never going to work. And I think that's where issues come in and that's where things start getting tense because they're like, you've changed. It's like, of course I've changed. It's been four years, like five years, seven years. Like it's been a decade, of course I've changed. It would be weird if you didn't change. But if you can find your space in that relationship where you can grow and you allow each other to evolve and you give each other the space to be independent and find your own lives, then I think you can create something really great. And that's when I think relationships in your 20s can be really fun because you get to watch someone else grow up. You get to see everyone else, them like achieve their goals just how much you knew they wanted to whilst you're also achieving your own. And so I think for me, the biggest thing has always been making sure that I always do what I'm wanting to do, making sure that I'm pushing my own life forward whilst realising like I have the biggest cheerleader in my boyfriend and I'm very lucky. And I know that I'm very lucky to find someone who has the exact same mindset as me on this. Because you have to agree that my, our own individual paths right now, we're so young and we're so lucky to have met each other so long, but my path is more important to me right now. And so I am going to prioritise this and me and you will work out and we will come together and I don't know when and I can't plan it out, but I know it will work out. And having that understanding can allow you to make some really, really great memories and really great life decisions and can just make you build a life that is really exciting. Because I think that's why people don't want you to be in a relationship in your 20s, because they think it limits you, because they don't think it allows you to live life to the fullest because you have commitments and you're not very selfish in what you want to do. But being long distance or making yourself make decisions that you find uncomfortable is so important. It's things like that that make you grow. It makes you realise what you want, what you don't want. And it's things like that that I can imagine when I'm 40, I'll look back on and I think, I'm so glad I chose London over Manchester initially. Like, I'm so glad I pushed myself to do that because it has made me learn so much about myself. I I feel like London is the place where I've turned into an adult. London is the place where I kind of, I grew up. And I think that's really beautiful that, like, that's the thing, you know? Like, it just makes me very happy that that was the right decision for me at that time. And I think you know. You know when a decision is a good one or a bad one. You know how your gut feels. And it's so important to listen to. But anyway, on to the question parts for this week's podcast so on to the question part of this week's podcast first question what to do when you're bored stuck in the house and just try not to scroll maybe i'm not the best person to ask because we all know this is something i struggle with but i find throwing my phone across the room literally putting it in a drawer and doing things just like my normal things that I do, like watching TV, finding a really good TV show that you actually really like, like Drive to Survive, forgot how great that 
TV show was incredible. Absolutely incredible. I'm obsessed. I'm so obsessed. I've been watching that. I've been trying to read more at the moment. I'm reading Cleopatra and Frankenstein. It's really good. Would definitely, definitely recommend it as a book to read. And then also just like hanging out with your friends, going to the gym. Like I try and like I don't have loads of time at home after I've gone to the gym and been at work and so there's not loads of time to fill and so I'm kind of happy just to do that with relaxing but I'm definitely a culprit to scrolling like and I need to stop and I know I need to stop but also there's a fine line of like a lot of the things that I do are online and so it's tricky to not be on there and be checking things but I think it's also really fun to start creating like a passion project or finding that hobby that you really love to do and for me it's like creating content creating the podcast and growing that like that's a really massive hobby for me Finding something that you can enjoy investing time into that's not work-related, I think is so important. And so finding that, finding the thing to do when you're bored, like the thing that you find interesting outside of school and everything is so important. But otherwise, just doing like getting outside, going for a run, going for a walk, listening to a podcast, probably this podcast I would recommend. All of these types of things are things that I really enjoy doing. How to cope when you haven't found your people yet realizing that it's gonna come that there's so many people in the world and that you will find those people it's kind of like what I've spoken about in the podcast that it takes time to find the right person because it takes time to work out who you want to be and who you want to be with and this is why I think it's okay to not find like I didn't really have a proper friendship group until I moved to London and even now I don't have like the massivest amount of friends like maybe 10, maybe I have 10 people, like obviously I have you guys, but do you know what I mean, like I have 10 people, four people who I probably see regularly outside of work, but the thing is you don't need loads of people, you really don't need loads of people, once you're working and once you have other things going on, you realise that you don't need as many people as you once thought you did, and so I think realising that it's okay you haven't... realizing that it's okay you haven't found your people because you will find your people that it just takes time and it's also very situational when I was living at home I didn't really find anyone when I moved to London I found people because there's so many more people here who are who I just got on with like there was just so many more people to me and I think that's the thing quite often this can be very like situational and you'll move to a new place and you'll realize that the issue wasn't you and the issue was more just that you hadn't met the right people and that's okay how to get rid of the fear of leaving school slash graduating. I honestly don't know if it, I don't think it ever, I think I just ignored it. And then when it happened, realising that I kind of felt ready for it all to be over. But I think not knowing what your future holds is a bit scary. And I think that's what the comfort of a full-time job brings is because like now you're in something, you know you're going to be in it for the foreseeable future. And so it brings a bit more of that like job security and life security. And so that can be, it can just be really daunting. But I think realising that you never really had any control over your life, you just thought you did. It just felt like you did because you knew what you were doing day to day, but so many things could change. They just didn't. And so I think you get rid of the fear of leaving school and graduating once you realise that it's going to come it's going to happen, but you are going to be okay. And quite often in these situations where something big or daunting is about to come, I think about how the fact that I am not the first person to go through this and I will not be the last person to go through this, that so many people before me and after me will go through this and were okay and got through it. And also that it's exciting because there's so many good things about school, but there's also so many great things about after school. And I think that's really important to remember. Did you have any Valentine's Day slash Galentine's Day plans? 
me and my boyfriend are going to do something nice when I see him next. So I think probably just like we'll go on like a nice walk or something in the Peak District. And then for Valent the Valentine's Day, like we just got a nice meal. We watched a TV show. Like it was lovely. I feel like after work, I was just surrounded by couples and I didn't really want to go out because I'd just be reminded about the fact that I am long distance. And so no, I didn't do anything other than that. And that was literally perfect. It was exactly what I wanted to do. Now, the final question is some of my favourite podcasts. Now, I love the Lexi podcast. I really love Diary of CEO. I love the interviews on that. The On Purpose podcast is also really good. I love interview ones where I get to hear people's life stories. I'm so nosy that those are the podcasts that I really like to listen to but I actually don't listen to as many podcasts as I should and so I'm on the hunt for new ones so if you have any recommendations that you really like please send them my way but anyway on to the new things that I've done this week so on to the new things I've done this week which was go to see King Leah I think you should all go it was great my friend Andrew brought the tickets 20 no it was five pounds if you're under 25 I need to get in there I'm 23 I've got two years left of this incredible deal you just need to create an account with the different theatres and then they send you the really cheap tickets and would definitely definitely recommend we also she got us a cake from Otolenge incredible I want us all to go for dinner there I also want us all to go and do something together, but I don't know if anyone would come. And so I'm going to put a little thing in the question box thing. Like Normally it's like, what do you think of this episode? Instead, it's today, would you come to an event? Because I need to know. I don't know whether this is just me. And like if I just turn up on my own, that will be so embarrassing. So please tell me if you would come to an event in London. Next new things I've done this week, I've been to the gym. I've been doing very... I've been just existing, to be honest. This No, that's a lie. I haven't just been existing. I really underplay everything. Like, I've had a good week at work. I've seen my friends. I've done social things in the evening, which I never, ever, ever do. But I've pushed myself to do it this week because I am trying to have more of a life outside of work. We also finished the Postman documentary thing. It's called Mr. Bates versus the Post Office. Watch it. It's made me so terrified because... It's mad to me that an organisation run by the government can just do that because I used to really think that everything was just, like, safe and just and that right and the truth always won. And this is just such proof that that is not the case and that you just have to be so careful and aware and just these poor, poor people, it ruined their lives, honestly. Please watch it because I think it's a story that we really, really all should know. The fact that I didn't know about it when it finished in 2019, when I was 19 years old, I had no idea about this is really quite shocking to me, to be honest. So I would definitely, definitely recommend watching that. Other good things that I've watched this week, Formula One Drive to Survive, love it. Cleopatra and Frankenstein. I'm chapter three or chapter four and I'm starting to get very involved and so I'm excited I feel like when I read this weekend it's gonna get it's gonna get more heated more things are gonna happen and I'm like it's very good I would definitely recommend that I'm still not finished with my advent calendar I have been running long runs that has been a good thing that's been making me happy recently but other than that I feel very tired at the moment and I don't really know why I think maybe it's just kind of everything is a lot and that's okay though it's okay for everything to be a lot You just have to learn how to look after yourself in those moments. And personally, for me, it's kind of making myself go to the gym, but also just being like very kind on myself. By the way, when I say like making myself go to the gym, I mean like going because I know move my body makes me feel better, but not putting much pressure on myself when I'm there. Because I think that's the thing. It's rewarding yourself for like the small things. The small wins are just as important as the big wins. Because I think especially like being on social media and stuff, like it's not been as good recently in the past week. Like it's just 
past seven days, literally the last seven days, the content hasn't like hit as many people. And sometimes it can be like really disheartening because no one really responds to any of it. And you're just a bit like, oh no, but I'm my own biggest critic and no one else is thinking these things. You just got to keep posting. Oh, sorry, I dropped my ring. I've just got to keep posting and I know it'll turn around like it's so unpredictable that you just have to keep going. But anyway, thank you for listening. Make sure you follow me on Instagram and on TikTok at You've Got Mail and School Pod. And I cannot wait to speak to you again next week. I love you. Bye. Thank you and good night.